Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right, right and wrong. Come on, man. Welcome to Right and Wrong. I'm your host, Brian Ruka. With me, as always, over there is producer Juice. Yeah, man. Bringing us clips and beats and all the fun stuff that we add into the show for you today. Otherwise, you'd be stuck just listening to my garbage voice all day long. So, thanks a lot, Juice. Keep up the good work, pal. Great news. Since the uh, story that we're going to talk about in a few minutes um, got picked up by the Daily Wire, my... Twitter followers have have skyrocketed. I'm at a whopping 40 followers at the time of this recording. None of I think I, uh, what was I at last time, Juice? 0.2. <laughs> what was that, like 33 or 34 or something? So, man, we are really just slaying it here. We're crushing things with the popularity of the show. Um, don't forget, email the show if you're interested in... Um, Partnering with us at all, right and wrong, 617 at gmail.com. You know you can find me um, where the other 40 people found me on Twitter at ddruka617. My man over there is Juicebox1423. Let's go. He's got a really cool looking picture, and you can give him a compliment for that. What else we got, my friend? We do have the YouTube channel. We have the Rumble channel. We're just... Um, you know, haven't really been loading things up on there as much as we'd like to yet. This is uh, still still new to us, so we're trying to uh, do the best we can with the knowledge that we have. But we're working on things, okay? We're going to bring you some fun stuff on there, too. So, you know about the Facebook page? We all know that. And, oh, and I was getting a lot of positive feedback on the uh, comments uh, on, on the shout-outs that we had last week, Juice. So I got a few more for us this week. Anybody else, uh, if you're enjoying what we're doing here, give us a comment online, give us a like, and and maybe, just maybe, you'll be here one day getting a, a shout-out from me and the Juice Man. So play your cards right, and, and maybe you'll be next, okay? So uh, thank you very much, Verno and Derry, Mikey and Dot, Maggie down in FLA, Caitlin and Dot, Lulu and Mary over on the West Coast, and a special, special thank you to Mary Margaret in D.C. So if you want to be mentioned on the Right and Wrong Show, give us a comment, give us a like, give us a share. We'll be happy to give you a shout out, okay? Topics for today that we're going to get into. we got some fun ones for you. So stay tuned, please. We're going to talk about COVID restrictions and how they just won't go away. We're going to feel like um, Pacino. In Godfather 3, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> um, we're also going to hit the uh, left-wing media members that held a conference about the dangers of misinformation for college students in Chicago. You'll get a kick out of that one. And we're going to end our topics today with Judge Jackson becoming Justice Jackson and all the leftists everywhere going from 6 to midnight in celebration. Oh, and in America's favorite segment, the Come On Man, we're going to have a video from 
libs of TikTok, um, where they play a creepy teacher trying to groom children in schools. And that one happened just around the corner from here in Mattapan. So stay tuned. We got a great show coming up for you. And uh, I guess I guess that's it, right, Juice? Nothing else to say right now except showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! 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 All right, so if you can't tell already from uh, from the vibe that we're getting, me and the juice box over here, we, we are riding on cloud nine right now. We are sky high because uh, there was a story written about my battle with the Boston public school system over the gender ideology nonsense written um, by Mary Margaret Olihan on the Daily Wire. She wrote a phenomenal piece, so check it out on the website there. She talks about, um, you know, the the battle going back and forth. Uh, she's got some emails that, that she added into the story. She played the clip from me uh, speaking to the school board and you know, put it out there. So it, it generated some buzz online. Um, you know, me and Juice, like, feeling like we're we're cool for uh, being internet famous for two to three minutes. If you want to call it famous, you know, we might have had, like, a couple people comment on it here and there. She did, um, she did post the clips on her Twitter account. So look her up on uh, online because uh, she's got a way bigger following than I do. And has been doing this, uh, looks like a little bit longer than me too, but she, um, does great work for the daily wire. I, uh, I had a great time kind of exchanging emails with her working on the story together. And I'm very impressed at the fact that she put together the story, um, about me and, and what we were dealing with here at the same time that she's doing some great reporting in Washington, DC about that, um, abortion clinic that we covered on this show last week. So she, she has a couple pieces up on there um, covering the, the horrors of what's going on in that story. And I believe she um, was on Fox News last week as well, talking about what she saw um, in, in the people that she talked to down there. So great, great work from Mary Margaret uh, Olihan at The Daily Wire. And thank you, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my story and uh, and try and help spread the word for us. So great, great work. Now that I'm done kind of tooting my own horn a little bit here, um, I do want to shift gears quickly and and mention that you're going to be listening to this uh, podcast, hopefully, when it drops on Thursday, Holy Thursday this week. It is, you know, one of the most religious weeks of the year. Uh, I guess probably is the most... Um, you know, leading up to Easter Sunday, which is the Super Bowl of Catholic uh, of the Catholic religion. You know, anybody who's who's into that stuff, into religion, or even if you're not, um, just try and take a few minutes to think about what's going on over the course of the next two days. I'm going to uh, try to go to church tonight, tomorrow night, and um, Saturday. Do do a three nights in a row. I've never done that before. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't really know um, exactly what goes on on the Holy Thursday or the Good Friday Masses. So hopefully kind of find something new, find a little bit more, um, you know, faith in my life, you know, have a nice experience with it. Anybody who's, you know, planning on going um, to church this weekend for Easter, I would highly encourage you consider 
going to the Easter Vigil Mass on Saturday night. Look into your uh, church and see if they they have one of those because um, it is impressive. I'm super excited to go to that one um, with the wife and kids. They've never been to it before, and I haven't been to one in years. I remember um, years ago being a little disappointed that I was scheduled to um, altar serve for the Easter Vigil, and, and it was before I'd ever been to one. It was maybe like 12, 13 years old or something like that, and uh, and I was like, oh, man, like that's going to stink. But once I went and, and was a part of it, it was unreal. It, it's so impressive. The church is... Uh, only lit by candlelight and and everyone in the audience gets to hold like a candle at the beginning it's like a somber um start to everything and then boom like with the with the flick of the wrist once once you get to um jesus rising and and coming to save all of us and and fulfilling that everything that he said fulfilling his word um when that happens all the lights in the church Come on, the trumpets stop blazing. Blazing? Is that what they do? I don't know. Just blaze, man. <laughs> Hopefully they're not a blaze, but the trumpets stop playing and um, music's going and, and it's just a great, great, happy, celebratory vibe after that. Um, so I highly recommend checking that out if you've never done it before. I'm going to be over there like uh, hopefully celebrating like my name is David Potty with uh, Christian rock music on and maybe even slap a Jesus fish on the back of the car for this weekend just to get things out there. No, in all seriousness though, like it it's a great opportunity to, you know, try and find a little bit of inner peace this weekend. If you've strayed away, try and reconnect with God, try and reconnect with the whole experience. Um I can't tell you how much it, it how great it's been for me and and it just it's indescribable. So, I really hope that people kind of maybe come back, think about humbling yourself to the unexplained and uh, the unimaginable, because we we all know that there's things out there. People see signs, people have feelings, people um, you know experience things that, like I said, is, you can't explain. And if you really think about what went on, what we're celebrating here on Easter, Jesus Christ rising from the dead, it's very very. Uh, unimaginable to to our 2022 versions of ourselves the minds we have today so hopefully you know everybody has a good weekend has fun and uh can maybe reconnect with our lord and savior so uh now that we're done with that juice what do you think let's move on to our topics for the day that sound good to everybody should i stay should i stay class class anybody mr g That's been canceled for a long time now. All right, Juice, take it away, brother. All right, everyone. So if um, it wasn't obvious to you already by now, the uh, Democrats, the leftists, the progressives, whatever you want to call them, they do not want to give up the control that they gained during COVID. They don't want to give up on COVID, period. So get that out of your head right now. They're going to keep it there. They're going to try to use it as a crutch, and they're going to try to pull it back out whenever it's convenient to them. And if you think I'm wrong, why don't you start uh, 
taking a look at, at, at some of the whispers we've been hearing lately about the, the cases creeping back up. Um, you know, Dr. Fauci over there, who's been out of sight, out of mind for weeks now, all of a sudden popping back up on uh, ABC saying some, uh, you know, some nonsense as usual, but putting out some warnings to everybody and in, in how, uh, you know, we don't want to get complacent with this COVID. I think my man was able to find something from him. What do you think, Juice? You got something? All right. Well, obviously, there is concern that we are seeing an uptick in cases. As I've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, John, that this is not unexpected, that you're going to see an uptick when you pull back on the mitigation methods. If you look at the CDC calculation with their new metrics, it's clear that most of the country, even though we're seeing an uptick, is still in that green zone, which means that masking is not recommended in the sense of not required on indoor settings. But as people pull back, when you have a highly transmissible virus like the BA2, and you have pulling back on mitigation methods, at the same time there's waning immunity, we're going to see an uptick. <laughs> this guy, this guy's incredible. I can't, I'm, I'm, I don't even know. I don't even know what he was saying there. I can't take it serious. I see him there. I see the mouth moving, but the words don't comprehend because all I can think of is uh, Trump just absolutely roasted him for that horrible, horrible first pitch that he threw out at the Nationals game. <laughs> like, what, two years ago now or whatever? A year and a half ago? Oh, that was awesome. That's all I think of every time I see this clown now. It, it, it's a joke. They don't want to give it up. They really don't. And conveniently, it's going to start creeping back in now and, you know, over the summer, towards the end of the summer, right in time for those midterm elections. And you know why? So they can keep these nonsensical. Is that a word? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just going with it. Um, they're going to keep this this BS in place about drop boxes and you know, vote by mail, absentee ballots, be able to to vote three months early for the election, you know, go to the graveyard and, and get that whole group of people to vote Democrat for you. Uh whatever they gotta do. That's what they, that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna use COVID for, just like the presidential election. Um and, and if you don't think that that had a factor in the election, you deserve a come on, man. Of course it did. All the rules got changed. Whether that would have made a difference in, in the outcome, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I, I think it would have, but that's not even the debate to me. Just the fact that all the rules got changed in the name of COVID and, and it, it just completely, completely, completely um, removed the integrity of the election. And uh, just like always, the leftists try to flip the script and make it seem like it's uh, it's the right of the Republicans who are trying to steal elections or, or mess with people's rights to vote. So don't believe that nonsense. They're going to be using COVID to try and help them out because they know they're in for an ass whooping when it comes to uh, these midterms coming up. So. Do you remember? Do you guys remember back, um, I think it was in like October of last year, 
Um, the reporter from ESPN, Allison Williams. Remember, she was the one who refused to get vaccinated, and she was talking about like her and her husband were trying to have a, a second child, and she had already had COVID, didn't um, feel like it was much of a risk to her, so didn't want to put possible opportunity to um, become pregnant. She didn't want to ruin that by taking a vaccine that we don't really know much about. Understandable. I'm fine with that. ESPN would not let her keep her job unless she got vaxxed. So she uh, made that hard decision to step away. But I, I bring that story back up because um, I want to play this clip for you. That was her, um, you know, they, she did an interview on the Megyn Kelly show after all this happened. And they played this clip of her, um, of Williams talking about the dangers of, of the government control on the vaccines. And it's just a quick clip that we have, but she completely nails it when she says this, um, this bit about, about the power that the left has taken here and how much more difficult it's going to be to get them to give it up after the fact. So take a listen to this. But I also want people to, to know who support these mandates that I fight for you. Because if this is the direction we take our country, there will come a time when the government or corporations mandate you to get something that does not align with your values. Power given is seldom returned. And when that day comes, I want you to at least know that we fought and we tried. Amen. Amen. Allison Williams. Um, she said it great. 100% right. Like, look look what we're doing right now. Look what's going on. COVID should have ceased to be a thing about a year ago, if not longer, once people had the opportunity to get vaccinated if they wanted to. Now that that's out there, get out of here with your restrictions and your nonsense. But even with some of the things being relaxed, they still have kept that um, masking in place on planes, which is foolish to begin with because the air is like the cleanest air you could have up there because of those like pressurized cabins, whatever. I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. So who am I? I'm just a guy talking to a microphone in his daughter's bedroom. But what else do they have in place? Oh, obviously, they still got our kids wearing muzzles in schools here in in massachusetts and uh i suspect a lot of the uh other blue states um charlie parker our governor here and yes i do know that his name is baker but if anybody forgot back when <laughs> president biden was trying to talk up the fact that he has friendships with republican governors too he referred to charlie Baker, the governor here of Massachusetts, as his good friend, Charlie Parker. Governor Charlie Parker in Massachusetts. <laughs> so that one has stuck ever since. Uh, Howie Carr loves to loves to use that one in his articles. And it's phenomenal because, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know the name of his good friend over here in Massachusetts. But yeah, Charlie, Charlie Parker, that knucklehead just canned 13 uh, state troopers because they refused to get vaccinated. And uh, Shanghai, right? 
Everyone's something going on in Shanghai. They're, they're locking everybody in their houses. They're separating families. They're going nuts on it. So they're, they're really trying to get that COVID hysteria worked back up in all of us. So don't let it happen. One of the biggest thing with, with this is is the government, these blue mayors and, and governors, they don't have the manpower to actually enforce this nonsense. They're relying on us. They're relying on people. They're relying on businesses doing their work for them. Just don't do it. If you run a business and they say you have to have uh, people have to wear a mask to enter your business, put the stupid sign on your door and just don't enforce it. Someone comes in wearing it. Awesome. Someone comes in not wearing it. Who gives a Let them be. It's not your job to enforce this. It really isn't. And if the government gives you a hard time about it, have them. Hire someone to come down and enforce that rule for you. You shouldn't have to hire an extra person on your staff, or you shouldn't make somebody uh, stand there and and tell people to put masks on because you you know you you want to try and run a business. Get out of here with that. So all we have to do is say no. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> Just don't don't do it, and it's gonna go away. All right. I'm ready to do that. I've been doing that for a while now. And uh, honestly, I've walked into so many places without a mask on that have their signs all over the place here in Boston. Not one person has ever said anything to me. They don't, oh, hey, put your mask on. Oh, hey, da, da, da. nothing. Because they don't care. The people who are afraid of it and people who want to go along with it, they'll keep their stupid masks on themselves. Might make a little dirty look your way, but I can deal with that. People have been giving me dirty looks for years, way before this. So uh, I'm fine with that. But enough already. Enough is enough. Move on. It ain't happening. All right. You guys are going to love this one. Uh, I found this pretty funny. I know my man over there, Juice. Was this funny? Yes? No? Up? Down? Thumb? Nope. Ah, he's not paying attention. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Thanks, pal. Awesome. Um, In case you don't know about this one already, sometime last week or so, at the University of Chicago, they held a disinformation and the erosion of democracy conference for their students. And it was a host of uh, left-wing knuckleheads, media members that were up there. Uh, you know, talking, lecturing these kids, blah, 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 whatever, yada, yada, yada. And the best stuff was, uh, and what we're going to play for you, is the question and answer section that came towards the end of the conference. So we got two clips. Um, we're going to play this one first. And it was from a student named Christopher Phillips. And he directed his question towards that <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter. Awesome. Awesome. So take a listen to this. Uh, hi, thank you for coming. Uh, my name is Christopher Phillips. I'm a first year at the college. Uh, my question is for Mr. Seltzer. Uh, you've all spoken extensively about Fox News being a purveyor of uh, disinformation. 
Uh, but CNN is right up there with them. They pushed the Russian collusion hoax. They pushed the Jesse Smollett hoax. They smeared Justice Kavanaugh as a rapist, and they also smeared Nick Sandman as a white supremacist. And yes, they dismissed the Hunter Biden laptop affair as pure Russian disinformation. Uh, with mainstream corporate journalists becoming little more than uh, apologists and cheerleaders for the regime, is it time to finally declare that the, uh, the canon of journalistic ethics is dead or no longer operative? Uh, all the mistakes of the mainstream media and CNN in particular seem to magically all go in one direction. Are we expected to believe that this is all just some sort of random coincidence or is there something else behind it? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh my God, what a question. A little bit long-winded. I can relate. You know, I don't mind that. But kid nailed it, right? Awesome. Just like bing, 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 point after point after point. CNN has gotten so many things wrong. And the thing that 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 he didn't say or, or, or that I want to focus on is how like the the CNN stuff is allowed to stay up there and it only gets debunked after the fact. If something gets put up there by, let's say, you know, the New York Post, like that Hunter Biden story, it gets pulled before, before we're able to figure out what the real story is. So CNN gets a hell of a lot more leeway than their rival over there, Fox News. So great, great question. And I love that he put it right out there, put these people on the spot. So why don't you take a listen to see what uh, Potato Head Humpty Dumpty said. All right. It's too bad. It's time for lunch. <laughs> uh, you have 30 and, seconds. No, I mean, right? there's, a, there's a clock that says 30 seconds. But, but I think my honest answer to you, and I will, I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. <laughs> of course, of course. He's worried about lunch. Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Great little joke. Ooh. But uh, wh what's he revert back to? What they always go to? Ooh, it's a popular right-wing talking point. That uh, misinformation. And we need to do better. Like this guy. Get out of here. No wonder why nobody watches your show. CNN, most trusted name in news. A freshman in college can rattle off about eight, nine, ten different stories that contradict that statement. Unbelievable. All right. How about this one over here, though? I got another one for you. This was a question directed to Ann Applebaum. Um, and the question was by another uh, one of the kids at the conference. Danny Schmidt. Wonder if his buddies call him Schmitty. Schmitty. Remember, remember that commercial with the redhead kid talking about the first kid from his college group of friends that got a real job and they all keep pranking him the whole time he's there? Schmitty. Schmitty. Hey, guess how many um gumballs I fit in my mouth right now? And the kid's all there in his shirt and tie trying to sound professional on the phone. <laughs> if you remember that, if you do remember that, you're going to crack up at that. But if uh, if you don't, you're just going to think I'm crazy. But before I go further down that rabbit hole, why don't we just get to the clip, okay? Juice, you ready for this thing? All right, come on, give it to me. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. I'm Daniel Schmidt. I'm a freshman at the University of Chicago. My question is for Ms. Applebaum. Um, so in 2020, you wrote, 
Those who live outside the Fox News bubble do not, of course, need to learn any of the stuff about Hunter Biden, referring to his laptop, of course. Uh, a poll later after that found that if voters knew about the content of the laptop, 16% of Joe Biden voters would have acted differently. Now, of course, we know a few weeks ago, the New York Times confirmed that the content is real. Do you think the media acted inappropriately when they instantly dismissed uh, Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation? And what can we learn from that in ensuring that what we label as disinformation is truly disinformation and not reality? I mean, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is, I think, totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or... I mean, I don't think the Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I, didn't fi- I don't find it to be interesting. I mean, that, that would be my problem with the, that as a, as a major news story. Wow. Oh, okay, because she doesn't find it relevant. It's not a major news story? Are you kidding me? Get out of here with that. Come on. Like, what do you think people would be interested in? How is that not relevant? Hunter Biden's business dealings? When he's got business dealings with foreign countries that he got because of his dad's influence? When he's making deals for, quote, the big guy to get a cut? Why is that not important? When we're trying to decide who should be the president of the United States, we need to know if the person who's coming into office to become the president is being blackmailed by other countries. If he's in the pocket of uh, China because of his idiot cokehead son, like that's not relevant. This guy was all over the place, all over the globe, using daddy's name and influence to get himself in the door with all these people that are now going to expect something back in return. That's how this stuff works. Quid pro quo, right? So how you could even sit there and say with a straight face that even though that that story is now being proved accurate, that it shouldn't be relevant to who's going to be the president of the United States. Oh, not to mention that nitwit, president we have referred to that idiotic drug <laughs> drug head son of his as the smartest man he knows oh yeah guy's real smart Ugh, these people that's that's politics in a nutshell i'm sure that stuff happens on the other side too but all this stuff is is gives and takes what can you do for me right what can you do go go look through any um Any government jobs out there? How many different departments are in city government, state government, federal government that have these nonsense jobs that have no business being there that they can put their cousin into, their uncle into, um, their friend of a friend of a friend, all so they can get you to do something for them later on? What what was that that scene in Casino when De Niro gets visited by that... um, by the cowboy looking guy with the with the you know with the hat and the big buckle and everything asking him to give his knucklehead nephew a job in the casino and um De Niro refuses him and then all of a sudden he starts getting his balls busted they start coming in and raiding the place just making his life miserable that's how this stuff works and if you don't think that that's relevant when you're going to be voting for the president of the United States 
then you're just on another planet. You're just completely lying. And you're sitting up there talking to people and just treating them with no respect whatsoever. No respect. So get out of here with your nonsense over there with your disinformation conference. I got some disinformation for you. Plenty of it. See you later. So, as we all know already, uh, Judge Jackson has now become Justice Jackson, and the uh, white liberal elitists everywhere have uh, rejoiced. They've been going uh, crazy about this one. They just can't get enough of her. So, we got this clip, and it just sums it up. It sums it up completely for us how uh, how progressives and leftists feel about um, Katanja Brown-Jackson getting confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. Why don't you take a listen to what Pippi Longstocking, their, um, from the press secretary's spot, had to say about this. It, it, it was a very emotional day in the White House, a, a joyful day. And there's so many days in the White House, no matter who you work for, that are exhausting and heartbreaking and challenging because there aren't easy answers to hard problems sometimes. But this was a, an incredibly joyful day, a day we celebrated, a day many of us were ugly crying on the White House South Lawn, <laughs> just celebrating this remarkable woman uh, who is making history, but she is also so qualified uh, to serve on the Supreme Court. So it was really a day I will remember for a long time to come. Here's an easy um, answer for you. Here's an easy solution. How about not be so emotionally fragile that the nomination of a judge to the Supreme Court would make you ugly cry? Like, what? Are you a grown-up? Are you an adult? Do you, you work for the President of the United States? You speak for him. You answer questions for them all day long. And somebody being a judge, being nominated and being confirmed to the Supreme Court is going to make you ugly cry? Like, what are we doing here? Those are the type of people that are in charge of this country. That's in, And again, I know I say this a ton about probably have people like that on the other side, too. Maybe you do. But like, where are we at as a country? where the people that are now in control and power are that weak that they're going to be emotionally fragile and crying over somebody getting a promotion. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, there's only nine spots, so yes, it's important, but they're crying and they're rejoicing and they're acting this way strictly because of the optics of what's going on and because they know that they just put somebody on the Supreme Court that is going to do the exact opposite of what a Supreme Court justice is supposed to do. They put somebody on the Supreme Court that is going to interpret the the Constitution of the United States the way she wants to interpret it and the way the leftists want to interpret it. Not the way that it was written, not the way that it was designed to be put in place, not the way the founders of this country envisioned the Constitution being used. They put somebody on, on the Supreme Court that is an activist in a black robe. That's why they're crying about it. That's why they're this excited about it. 
because they got somebody up there who is not gonna look at things from a from a legal perspective gonna look at things from a personal activist's perspective how anybody how any grown adult can sit there and say that the confirmation of a supreme court justice brought <laughs> tears to your eyes made you ugly cry it's just embarrassing imagine being um being the kremlin over there or zelensky over there being attacked in ukraine what do you think people like that like think when they when they see the the top members of the united states government act like that do you think they respect the people that are in leadership roles here in this country i wouldn't i'm an american citizen and i'm embarrassed by that reaction like what are we doing here i I don't know Jews, can you explain it look here's the lives it's just it's when you think about it (laughs) it's absolutely ridiculous like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go cry over this. Oh, oh, oh. we got the other the, the other people that were um, ugly crying because Trump got elected president. I mean, when are we going to get people in leadership roles running the country that can remove emotion and, and make tough decisions or, or, you know, just do their job professionally? There's nothing professional at all about ugly crying on the lawn of the White House because somebody got nominated, because somebody got approved to be a Supreme Court justice. Grow up here, okay? Take you to Neverland over there, Jen Psaki. You never have to grow up, just like the rest of the leftists out there and the progressives in the world. Unbelievable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have gotten to the point in the show that everybody comes and tunes in for. It is our Come On Man segment of the day, and we're not going very far for this one. Courtesy of Libs of TikTok, we got this video of a um, teacher over at the Brook Charter School in Mattapan, so not too far away from where I am right now. Um, this is a first grade teacher, and... They were doing a Zoom, a Zoom call for um, grades kindergarten through second, and it was about being trans. So why don't you take a look, uh, or not a look? Why don't you take a listen to this and try not to cringe as much as I do? And uh, Juice, keep your finger on the button there because uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to get through this whole thing before I uh, start adding my two cents. Okay, all right, take it away. And something something cool about me, Miss Hammond? All right. All right. So something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Miss Hammond read. But I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl based on what they look like. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Based on the fact if they have a penis or a vagina, that's how they make that determination. All right, go ahead. And most of the time, that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. Um, But sometimes the doctor is wrong. Nope, 
nope, no they're not. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. Um, when the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. Not a word. Don't know what that means. Completely made up by these lunatics on the left. I don't know what they're doing. Cisgender. Cis you later, please. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So, I'm a man, but when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. Because you are a girl, you still are a girl, you can think you're a man all you want, but you're a girl. And so, my parents gave me a name that girls typically have, and bought me clothes that girls typically wear, um, and until I was 18 years old, Everyone thought I was a girl, and this was super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. Um, the way I like to describe it is like wearing a super itchy sweater. Um, the longer you wear it, the itchier it gets, and the only way to make the itching stop is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. Uh, this video is making me pretty itchy right now. <laughs> it's super weird, super uncomfortable, and the way that this person is talking to children is frightening it it's not acceptable and if you don't think it's going on how many more times do we have to show you stuff like this and just listen to the way this girl's talking saying stuff like, like the voice that she's using to talk about this whole thing like okay ladies and gentlemen okay boys and girls well actually they would never say that what am i talking about i'm i'm being a cisgender moron here again i guess by calling them boys and girls ladies and gentlemen but using that voice where you explaining things to kids where you really want to get on their level so they understand what you're talking about dangerous so when i was 18 i told my family and my friends that i'm really a boy and it was like this huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders and i had the freedom to be who i truly am and even though this experience is super challenging sometimes, um, I am su it made me the person I am, and I'm super proud to be transgender. All right. Not trying to say that it wouldn't be difficult or this person is not going through some stuff. Clearly, they have some psychological issues that they need to work out. But um, fact of the matter is, this person should be far away from uh, school children spouting off this and speaking this nonsense to them if you got to do what you want to do you're eight, over 18 years old and you want to go mutilate your own body or change your appearance start calling yourself something else go for it but don't be telling a group of kindergartners first graders second graders that the story is is you know your, your life story is this incredible um easy sounding story that you just made it out to be See you later. People like that should not be teaching children. And it has nothing to do with the fact that, that they can live the lifestyle they want to live. If you want to live that, that's fine. But it's the profession that you're in. Go live that lifestyle and, and be a construction worker or, you know, wh whatever else. I, I don't know. Um, go, go work a desk job somewhere. Go work around other adults. Don't go bringing that nonsense and that false, you know, reality into young minds that are being molded and being taught this because they don't have a chance. At least that adult, at least the grown-ups out there that you might interact with understand what you're going through and at least can wrap their heads around it. How do you think a first, second, third, 
fourth, fifth, eighth graders supposed to supposed to think about that? You're telling kids that there is no reality, like they can change reality whenever they'd like. And you're promoting that and you're planting that thought into their brain at a very, very, very young age. It's dangerous. It's not right. And it's just bottom line unacceptable in our public school systems. And parents need to wake up and realize that this actually is happening and stop pushing back. That first grade teacher from the charter school around the corner, all I have to say to you is, come on, man. And that should do it for today. Special thanks to my man over there, Juice. Awesome job finding all this material. And um, yeah, follow us. Give us a like. Give us a share. Thank you to The Daily Wire for putting the story up there on their website. Any of you people, if you finally listen to me and go sign up, become a member, make sure you shoot them an email. Let them know that you heard about them because of the Right and Wrong show. I think that should be it for the day. We'll see you next week right here on Right and Wrong. I got nothing else to say to you except thanks for having me. The Right and Wrong show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.